This is the Perfectly Mentored Podcast with your host, Jason Portnoy. Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Perfectly Mentored. I'm your host, Jason Portnoy, and we are back with the Ask Jason Live show, where I feel that questions from people live, you're not going to want to miss this one. Check it out. Welcome to the Jason Q&A show. Megan, let's jump into it. All right, let's get started. All righty. First question from Philip. He asks, how do you come up with the content you want to make to achieve your goals? Ooh, how do we come up with content that leads to you achieving your goal? I love this question because it's something that I've been playing with a lot recently. So let me give you an example. For example, if I said I want to be known as one of the most sought after e-commerce advisors on the planet. Let's say that's not necessarily a goal, but I'm using it as an example. Then what I have to do is I have to map out what that would entail for, for people to think of me as that, for people to perceive me as that in order to want to reach out to me as the best e-commerce advisor on the planet. I have to map out what does that kind of look like? What books do I have to read? What articles do I have to read daily in order to keep up the date on everything? What do I have to learn? Is there any information I'm missing? Who are the people in this space that are seen as that? What do they have? Where's the gap from where they have, from where they are and where I'm at right now? Are there any beliefs that I have that may be limiting and holding me back? This is something that we talk a lot about is what are your limiting beliefs? Because I think that's one of the biggest holdbacks for people. What beliefs do I have to change in myself and in other things, for example, in order to think that I'm one of the most sought after e-commerce people on the planet? What type of blogs do I have to read? What type of articles? Where do I need to get better? Once you have that, then you know, I would just say, how do you build that wealth of information that I could then distill? Because I have, now that I know where I want to be, how do I have that wealth of information that I could distill? Because I could pull from many different places. So for example, I'd reverse engineer. And then that's the content I want to make. Now, that sounds a bit weird. So let me just really explain that for a second. What I would do is I would make a list of my goals. So imagine you're opening up an Excel spreadsheet. You make a list of, of the goals. So what do I want? How do I want to be perceived? And then what do I, does it take to accomplish that? Now, once I do all those things and I have that, then I reverse engineer the content around that. So if I want to be seen as a wealth investor, then I have to get good at understanding investing principles. I have to understand a lot of those things. I have to do some of the things that I'm actually talking about, right? Like I have to I can't advise people to invest in something that I've never touched in my life, but I have to be able to do a lot of things. So it's just mapping that out. If one of the things on my list is what do I want? I want to be wealthy. What does wealthy mean to me? And then what are the things that I have to do to get there? And then reverse engineer back from that. And there you have your content. So map out what you want to be known as. What does it take to get there? And then start creating content around each one of those things so that you actually then start being perceived as that. Awesome. Okay. We have a question. What's your plan for the future? I don't know what that future is. One year, two years, the next 10 minutes or so or, or longer. I'm here with you past that. I, I, I don't know. I don't focus a ton of time on, on the future. Yeah. Is that good to Fred, but man, just yeah. live in the now. We're here. Yeah. We're here now. My plan right now for the immediate future is to do this Q&A show and help as many people as possible. So you don't do the, what is it they call the five-year plan? You don't 
right oh, man, I, hate those. I hate those and maybe i hate it because i've always sucked at it so people were like where do you see yourself in five years i'm like i don't know and they're like no you gotta have a plan and they would always set me down and i would, I'd never do well in those things like the same question like with what the what's your why why are you doing what you're doing i don't know it changes daily my why changes all the time your five-year plan what's your immediate plan right you have your five-year plan what's your immediate plan let's focus on the immediate plan I don't do well with those five-year plans. <laughs> okay. All right. I want to quit my job and start my own business, but I'm scared. I'm afraid to make the jump. Any advice? If you, before, if you want to leave your job, but you're scared, you need to have... One is, you got to first ask yourself the question, do you even need to quit your job? Can you build this on the side? Or let's say you have been building it on the side and it's ready. You want to quit your job, but you don't know... You don't know what to do. Look, man, it's scary. I've done it. I've done it. I've quit my job. I've actually quit my own business in order to start another business. And it's, it is scary, but you have to have faith and you have to have strong conviction and belief in what you do. You look at the people who are more successful than you or wealthier than you or whatever your ambition is. You look at the people who are already past there. They don't have more time in the day than you do. They just do things differently. And they have such strong beliefs in what they're doing. Most of us, we have limiting beliefs. We try to sabotage ourselves. So I think the biggest thing that happens is you, one is you have to have faith and you have to jump. And you have to jump sometimes not knowing. And pull the cord and hope that the parachute comes out. All right. Like that's you have to take that jump. But I think a lot of times we don't take that jump and we make that jump seem a lot scarier because we worry what will friends and family say. And that's the first thing that goes on in most people's heads when they try to do anything, when they try to change something in their life, when they want to change a behavior, when they want to change a job, when they want to change direction on anything, is what are your friends and family going to say? And the truth is that's the hardest voice to turn out, like to tune out. Sorry, that's the hardest voice to tune out. But it's by far the most important voice to tune out because your friends and family are usually wrong. And I don't mean that they're wrong in what they're saying for you, but th their advice, they're the last people you should go to for real advice, uh, unless they've done the exact same thing you're doing, but even then there's a bias towards it. And an outside eye, which is why I love coaching, which is why I do the coaching program, which is why I love helping people in the coaching program, because I'm the outside eye. I'm not your mom telling you your product and service is great. I'm not your best friend being like, yeah, I love it. Can I get one for free? I'm not that person. I will tell you. But it's not that your friends and family hate you. I actually think it's the opposite. I actually think it's because they love you so much that they're going to steer you wrong. And they're steering you wrong because they don't want to see you get hurt. And they want to protect you. My mom, whenever she gave me advice, was to protect me. There's no doubt in my mind she wasn't coming from a malicious place, even with the advice that I tune out. Like, there was no, never a doubt that the advice was coming from a good place. Like, when I was going to go to law school, her advice was, go to law school. It's so much easier. Go to law school or become a doctor. Like, life is going to be so much easier. You'll never be out of a job. Become a doctor. Become a doctor. Go to school. Go to school. Perspective matters here. That doesn't sound like an easier life. For me, that sounds like a harder life. Got to go to school for a long, lot more time. I got to do a job that I may not like and want to do. Like I got to do a job that I may not like and want to do. That's an easy life for some people. It's a hard life for me. 
my life that I have right now is building a business is hard, but it's way easier because I'm enjoying the process of what I'm doing. But I was always the guy at the table who was behind, right? And looked at friends who were getting their jobs and getting their careers going and working. And at a point, I was always behind those people. And I understand and I'm empathetic when people want to rush things because they're starting their business and it doesn't grow as fast. And they see their friends all having careers that are taking off. And I understand the scariness factor of going out and doing something that almost everyone's going to find a way to ridicule you for. And if you fall flat on your face, guess what? It's a very public falling. It's not public from a social media standpoint, but guess what? You told everyone you quit your job that you're going to go start this amazing business and then it doesn't work out. You have to face all those people who are like, hey, what happened to this business? Oh, what's happened to your business? And you got to be like, oh, man, it didn't work. That takes a strong conviction. That takes a strong like belief in yourself and self-awareness and some confidence to be able to have those conversations because there are going to be people who are going to be like, told you. So what's any advice to take the, to quit your job? If you're ready to quit your job, do it. There is nothing that's going to prepare you. You got to do it. You got to have some sort of faith. Maybe it's come easier to me because I'm a little bit jaded or maybe I'm naive and I just think anything I'm going to do is going to be a success. And that's totally not the case at all. But I just go into it being like, why not? Because you could go into it two ways. This is going to be a giant failure or this is going to be a giant. So you're going to be right about one of them. It's a 50-50. Just go in with a different attitude. And if you're wrong, cool. Move on. Move on. Move on. Move on to the next one. The theory of next. Nothing you're doing right now could be more, more important than like you can't have something that's so important that if this fails, everything falls apart. Like the theory of next has to be, you have to look at something that didn't work and say next. Your sales call that didn't work, next. Your venture that didn't work, next. And maybe it's just not the right time. But that's my advice. That's my long-winded answer to that. Hope it helps. Perfect. Awesome. Okay. How do you find a safe life? And what are the ways for having a safe life? I think maybe he means playing it safe, maybe. I don't know. Safe, 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 safe life could mean a lot of things. Safe life could be like, don't go outside your house and wrap yourself in bubble sheet and, <laughs> and, and, you know, just don't touch anything or don't do anything. Or it could mean a safe life where you're comfortable and that you have to define what comfort is to you. I, I can't answer. I can't answer that question. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I want to start advertising on Facebook. What, what is the budget I need to begin from Mario? Hey, Mario. So the budget you need to begin to advertise on Facebook, I'm going to give you the Facebook answer because I, th I think there's so much context that goes into this and nuance that goes into it. And we've answered this question on different times that I've tried to give the context on how to answer it. But I think I'm just going to give you the mathematical formula to do because this is what comes from Facebook. So Facebook sits there and says, you need 50-50 conversions per ad set. So the way Facebook ads work is you have a campaign, right? That's think about it as the overall idea. What are, who, what are you going with? It could be, we call it top of funnel, middle of funnel, bottom of funnel. Top of funnel is your cold audience. So it's prospecting, getting out in front of people who don't know you exist. So let's say that's your campaign. Inside it, you have different ad sets. Ad sets are your targeting. So who are you going after? Are you going after people who like basketball that are ages 24 to 36? You can put all that in there who live in the United Kingdom. Like you, that's how specific you get. You could go to different interests, people who like 
digital marketing who live in New York City who are ages between 25 and 50. So that's your ad set. So campaign is the goal, who you're going after, like the goal of the campaign. So it's prospecting. Inside, you have your ad set, which is your different audiences. Right, so basketball, hockey, football. Those are all different interests that you could be targeting in different ways. And then you have the ads that go in there that target it. So inside football interest, you're going to have a football ad, right? Obviously, because you want to you keep it aligned. So in, let's say in those ad sets, we have football, baseball, and hockey. Football, baseball, basketball, right? You have three ad sets, all targeting different people. You need 50 conversions per ad set. So if I'm selling basket, if I'm selling sports equipment, I'm going to need 150 conversions for Facebook to optimize properly. So let's just bring it down to one. Be very simple. I'm going to, I'm going to make this sixth grade math. You need 50 conversions for the basketball ad set for it to work. A conversion could be whatever you're optimizing for. So a purchase, right? In this case, you want to purchase. So you need 50 purchases to come through. If a purchase costs you $10, right? It's costing you $10 to acquire a customer on the platform, then that's very simple. It's $10 times 50 is $500. That's $500 per week. And then if you do the math, 500 divided by seven, that's $71 on just that ad set alone, right? So that's $70 times it by three, you're at $210. That's your, that's your daily budget. So you got to do $210 on just that campaign with those three ad sets. That's the math. Get the conversions, take those conversions, times it by your cost per purchase or your cost per result you're looking for. If you're looking for leads, what's a cost per lead? If it's $10 and you want 50, it's $500 you have to spend, right? On the platform, divided by seven gives you your daily budget. Simple. Okay. Simple math. All math. <laughs> Unit economics is what I call <laughs> Okay, let's see. I want to make my ad copy better. Any advice on where I can focus my attention? Specifically Facebook ad. Thank you. And that is from Susie. Yeah. Just pulling something up really quickly. You want to make your ad copy more better. I think you have to real really focus on where your audience is in terms of an awareness scale, right? So you have five levels of awareness, right? You have unaware, right? They, that means they don't even know, realize that they have a problem and they don't even know that there's a solution for the problem because they don't even know that they have a problem. That's a very hard person to sell to, right? Because they don't, you have to change a lot of different stuff with them. So you have unaware. Then you have problem aware, which means they're aware of the problem, but they're just not aware of the solution. Then you have solution aware. So there's aware of problem. They're aware of the problem. They're aware that there are solutions out there. Now you just need to tell them why your product is the best. Then you have product awareness. They know your product exists. And then they have most aware, which is probably people who bought from you in the past. People who've seen your ads a bunch of different times. They're there. So how you write copy and the ad creative that you make should be different depending on where they fall, right? You're not going to be like, buy again to the unaware people because they don't even know you exist. What are you talking about? Buy. So you have to educate the unaware a little bit more. You have to, it's a lot more work because the unaware, you have to educate that they have, that, that they have a problem and you have to educate them that the problem 
needs a solution. Problem aware gets you a step closer. They understand that they have a problem. I have a problem, I, but I don't know what solutions there are. I don't know what to do about it. So you have to do some educating on the, here are all the solutions, but here's how we are different. Solution aware is they know there's a problem. They know all the solutions exist, but now you have to educate them a little bit on why you're different than everyone else. Product aware is they know your product exists, right? So they know about you, but now you may have to just do a little bit more pushing. Like you got to push them off the fence a little bit because they know you exist. And then most aware is the easiest ones to sell to because they already know you exist. And all you have to do is hit them and be like, sometimes it's just direct offer to them of 10% off by now, right? Here's 10% off by now, or here's, we just dropped new product here. Here it is. That should go more to unaware. So you want to get better at writing copy. Um, I'd focus on ad copy that converts. And especially, I think you, you mentioned it for Facebook ads, then you got to understand the five levels of awareness and how you advertise to each one, one of those levels. Right. Okay. All right. From Sharon, I'm trying to make paid ads work, but I'm just not finding success. Maybe it's time to give up on it. Does it work for everyone? Struggling with how to answer this because I doubt, I've honestly, barring a few rare exceptions, seen a business that paid ads wouldn't work for that Facebook ads wouldn't work for, for example. It is the best audio, like advertising platform. Even given all the restrictions, all the limitations, every problem, that it's still the best advertising platform. So if it's not working, I wonder what would work for you because your audience is all on Facebook or in their ecosphere of Facebook, WhatsApp, Instagram, Messenger. They use one of those things. So where are they? So it leads me to believe I'll say it this way. I heard something the other day that made a lot of sense. They were talking about economics and how it works, but I think it applies to this. Imagine there's a race and we're broken out into teams. And so Megan and I are on a team and you have to carry the person next to you on their shoulder. So I got to put Megan on my shoulder. The guy next to me has to put the next person on their shoulder. The guy next to me, and now we have five teams with 10 people, one on each shoulder. So that's five teams. And you got a race. Forget Megan on my shoulder. What happens if I have to carry someone bigger than me? someone I have to carry like a bigger person than me? I think I'm a strong person, but I'd move slow. I'd move, I'd move slow. If I have to carry a 400 pound person on my shoulders, I'd probably collapse before the race even started. I'd probably go right down. And if I was the biggest person and I had to carry the smallest person, I'd win. I would just zoom through. It, it makes sense, right? If we have to put, our, if I had to put my kid on my shoulder, let's put like, my two-year-old on my shoulder versus putting a 400-pound adult on my shoulder, I'll run and I'll get faster than the person who has to put the 400-pound person on their shoulder. So it makes sense. That, that makes sense. So I think a lot of businesses want to run a race and have success with these platforms, but they don't have the fundamentals in place. But they don't focus on the offer. They don't focus on the creative. They don't focus on the conversion rate. They don't negotiate with vendors for better pricing in order to get better margins. They have insane operating expenses. The, the list goes on. But instead, of, they choose to not focus on those things, but go all in on paid media in order to carry their business. So it's the skinny guy carrying the fat guy in this case. So the skinny guy is Facebook carrying a very heavily loaded business with tons of problems. 
with creative that doesn't work, offers that don't make sense, and doing that. So they collapse and they don't have success. And I think that story sums it up. What I want to teach people, especially in our coaching program, is to give these businesses some of the advantages in order to win that race. The advantages to carry the marketing on their shoulders or for the marketing to carry the business on their shoulders. Let's do it that way. So how do we do that? We, we have looking at costs, offers, testing, and you could do that by giving the skinny guy, in this case, the marketing more muscles or more lung power in order to run that race. And that's the fundamentals. And I will never, ever waver from that. I was just on a call with someone who wants to, we're talking, they do speaking events and they're like, Hey, what strategies and what's the latest hack? Like, I will never waver from the fundamentals. I will tell you things that work. We could talk about strategies and little hacks, but they are useless. If people come to hear me and go apply it, but they don't have fundamentals in the business, it won't work. So fix those things. And any marketing you're going to put on your shoulders will be light as a feather. And that's what I preach over and over. That's why people come to work with me in the agency. That's why people come to the coaching program is because I will teach you how to carry that load so that your marketing isn't carrying a 400 pound gorilla on its shoulder and collapsing before you even get going. It's an awesome analogy. <laughs> but it totally makes sense. Okay. 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 I guess it's time for my question of the week. Cool. All right. So when it comes to online marketing, and I almost feel like you just answered this question. But when it comes to online marketing, what is the number one thing you think people should know? Like the number one thing. The number one thing, the number one thing and most important thing anyone should know when it comes to online marketing is that the offer matters more than anything else in the world. If you do not have an offer, no matter how good you are at media buying, no matter how good you are at marketing, no matter how good at this, it will only last you so far. That's also assuming that you have also have a good product or service, but we're going to take that out. If you have all that, it all comes down to the offer. If the offer is irresistible, marketing is easy. If the offer is not good and you just sound like everyone else, marketing is harder. The most important thing you need to focus on in, to get your marketing right is the offer. Okay. Okay. All right. Okay. I think that's all we got this week. Awesome. Thank you, Megan. Hope everyone has a great weekend. Obviously, if you're watching this on replay or whatnot, just in the comments, if you have any questions, we'll get to it next week. But thank you so much for tuning in. Head on over to jportnoy.com where you can work with amazing people like Megan and the rest of my team and myself. And yeah, thank you, Megan. Good to have you back. Awesome. All right. Talk to you next week. Hey, everyone. Thank you so much for listening. Hope you enjoyed this episode. Thank you for your attention. And if you made it this far, you're clearly someone who wants to take their business to the next level. And I understand that being an entrepreneur, it's a lonely place. It could be a lonely journey, which is why being part of a thriving community of like-minded people is just super important, as is the ability to instantly get answers to the questions you have in order to scale and grow your business. It's why I launched the Market Domination Coaching Group, and it's we are open for invitations right now to join. So to request an invitation and book a free diagnostic consultation, let's call it a game plan call, head on over to marketdominationcoaching.com 
It's where I will jump on a call with you and show you at least three ways you could possibly grow your business. Whether we work together or not, we'll still do this. Uh, it's going to be the best business decision you'll make uh, today. Uh, so speak soon. Head on over to marketdominationcoaching.com. Book your free game plan call and I'll speak to you soon.